past, in a world called Spanth, the land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... Of Dragon Town. Hello, welcome to the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town, an original Dungeons and Dragons comedy podcast. My name is Jamie Andrews. I am your dungeon master, game master, and host for this original adventure. Uh, so, little backstory, real fast. This is an original content adventure. It's uh, created in a world uh, that is basically in my brain, uh, except for the history of that world, which we all created together. But other than the history of this world, these guys have no idea what to expect from this game. We're in the dark. Absolutely. Yeah, like the history is history. Good point, David. So I've already introduced myself, <laughs> but to my right, we have... Uh, Morris and Ketty, I play Galavin Aurelis. David Charles Dronda Jr., Radri Wilder Swimfids. Jared Kopsiak, and I play Justice Donatello Whiskers, the pure. I'm Noah Langer, and I play Crobe and Dornapple. Perfect. So, just wanted to start this off by saying that we have all been playing Dungeons and Dragons for some time now. We all love playing and, and listen, or listening to Dungeons and Dragons podcasts, uh, but, uh, you know, we all mainly just love telling stories and playing characters. So we decided to do this. We are going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition real quick. Um, I will just clarify this on the rules. I'm going to be playing my own version. Uh, these are not the rules uh, as you all who play the game might know them. This is going to be my own variation on them. That way we don't have people going like, ah, oh, you didn't get this rule right the way that it's written here. And so it's there's not going to be And I'm actually that. probably going to be doing that a lot still. Exactly. David Witt is the only Same. one who's allowed to be doing that. I thought you were just talking to David. Yeah. Right, I know I was. It was copious. Uh, like that's that. not how the rules are written. <laughs> exactly. So we will be making them all up as we go. And that's pretty much all the business to take care of up front. Uh, are you guys ready to play? Oh, yeah. Yes. I am more than ready. I'm so excited. Uh, yes, sir. All right, then we begin. Pause for dramatic effect. Getting my notes up. All right. At first, there is naught but darkness. And then there is a big bang as you, Donatello Whiskers, throw open the doors to your favorite gnome tavern, the Stinky Foxhole, in the town of Sundry. Your acute tabaxi eyes quickly adjust to the bright lights of the lively underground bar, and you are immediately met by a friendly chorus that rises over the usual din. Whiskers! Friends and fans alike look up to you with beaming smiles, some raising their glasses to you. You stand at the entrance, taking in all of this spirited playground of revelry that is your kingdom, deciding what to do next. To your left, you see three gnomes, you know as longtime fans and friends of yours, who you simply call the Wrecking Crew, <laughs> waving you over, fens, uh, faces alight with admiration. In front of you, at the far end of the bar, you see an attractive human woman with long raven black hair, a corset, and a blouse that leaves her shoulders bare, eyeing you up and down. Not the corset, her. Meow. 
And to your right, (laughs) to your right, you see Dorian Sunsplinter, a holier-than-thou paladin who you share a mutually agreed-upon distaste with, easily winning at an arm wrestling match with a gentle smile on his face. We both don't like each other. Yes. Got it. What do you do? Well, I, hmm. Well, of course, I'm going over to the wrecking crew. Boys, boys. Hello. Uh, yeah, you approach them uh, to your left, and uh, you know these gnomes to be named Pog, Gimbal, and Bodyknock. And they are all from the Fiddlefen clan. And uh, you approach them all, and as you do, as you, they, they, their smiles grow even bigger as you approach them. And uh, Pog pipes up first and goes, uh, Yeah, yeah, get over here! Get over here, Donatello! Oh, you gotta hear this! Oh, this'll be, this'll be good. Yeah, Gimbal over here is saying it took you eight strokes to defeat the ogre. But I know for a fact it was seven. Would you please, would you please set the record straight and and tell him what's what? Tell him that I'm right? My sweet Pog, it was only but one stroke that killed the ogre. What? Yes. One stroke? One quick, swift slice of the sword and his head was taken from his shoulders, as it were. Bodynock, who is the uh, youngest of them all, pipes up and goes, See, yeah, I told you, I told you, it was just one stroke. Y'all were way off. You owe me a drink, each one of yous. Well, I don't drink, so I'm not going to get you one. No, 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 we, we, we know that. We know that, Whiskers. Da, Donatello, uh, yeah, you're, you're good. They owe me drinks. <laughs> ha, ha. Good fun for all. And I will uh, turn around. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, you want to... Uh, yes, what? You want to you wanna tell the story again? Didn't I just tell you guys last week and the day before? But clearly, I mean, do you want to just... Give us the highlights. Tell us okay. about how it fell. All right. What was it like when the be- the great ogre fell at your feet? Yes, yes, yes. Sweet, sweet pog. I'm body knock. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I was there, minding my own business, in a field of dandelions, when all of a sudden I hear a, s- a boom. You know, like a, like a crash. Like trees yeah. splintering and falling. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Hi. I'm drinking a water and I look in the water, you know, does that rippling thing. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys know, like, like, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. like when you're drinking water out of a, out of a, well, green jello that jiggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. When all of a sudden, crashing through the trees is a giant ogre with nothing but a loincloth blocking his genitals. Oh. <laughs> Thank oh. God for that. I definitely That's don't remember that detail. <laughs> Wait, were you... Was there anyone there? This is Jared asking. Yeah, 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 for there sure. People there watching this uh, happen? No, I was by myself. Uh, yeah, you were by yourself. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, he charges at me. I had very little time to figure out what to do. He's coming at me quickly. I, I, I tried to reason with him, of course. I say, Ogre, you will not harm me, and you will stand your, you know, stop. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I said that more... <laughs> More gracefully, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. And he he would not listen. He came charging at me with ferocity in his eyes and hunger in his mouth. Drools flying in the wind. He raised his club. I quickly sidestepped and cut his head off. And that was that. 
Yeah! <laughs> they like freak out. <laughs> they lose their minds. Uh, roll a performance check real quick. I'm not going to fart after every bad roll, by the way. <laughs> I just got it out right oh, away. That's too bad. Uh, 12. Okay. No, that's enough. The, yeah, they, they freak out. And even a couple people listening nearby who have kind of have heard the story and know you uh, kind of look over and you see them kind of leaning in from the bar to kind of lean into the story. And they're kind of smiling and nodding as, as you tell it. Um, and it's super awesome. And, and the wrecking crew loses their, and I'm telling it to the whole bar. I'm not just telling it to these. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're speaking with a loud bar voice for sure. But if Um, I made eye contact with that girl, I'm going to quickly look away. Okay. Yeah. She, she, (laughs) as you look over in her direction, she was looking still right at you. Uh, and you kind of give a sheepish glance away for sure. Um, and as you finish up the story, uh, Gimbal, Kind of, uh, he gestures to you and he goes, "Yeah, oh, that story, that story's great. Every it gets better and better every time you tell it." Donatello, ha ha, Gimbal, my sweet. <laughs> did you, uh, <laughs> did you, um, did you use that weapon to in the battle at all? And then he points, he points to your hip, uh, to your dagger, actually. Oh no, no, no! I did not use this i use shink and i take out mm-hmm. my big ass long sword yeah uh which is big ass long sword cool. and it's gold great awesome. actually yes it's gold did i describe myself no not yet and okay cool yeah, yeah, Dope. gotcha mm-hmm. um so he goes wow yeah that's that's uh really that's really great uh that dagger where'd you get that i've never seen that you've had that before I carry it with me all the time. My sister gave it to me. And then I imagine you just stare off. Uh, and, then, I, and behind the, your eyes, you see like a raging fire. And, yeah. And no! You hear screaming. Oh my god, yeah. it's so much fire. And one scream like rises above the others. One name. Share. <laughs> what was her name again? <laughs> I believe it was Kyra. Chera. Or Chera, excuse me, yeah. Chera. Chera. So, so we have this moment where we push in on your face and we're screaming and <laughs> fire and stuff like that. And then you and come I'm back definitely to the bar. just looking up in yeah. the distance, yeah, and pausing this long. And it builds so big, and then you're back in the bar. They're like, uh, okay, great. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. And I slap him on the back. Woo, all right. You want to uh, you want to play a game of uh, duel and deities? It's like the poker equivalent. Oh, Pog, my sweet. Of course, I want to play the game. Yeah, duel and deities. We were just about to play ditties. around. And they start they start taking out their cards, the playing cards. Uh, and as they start to take out the playing cards, somebody enters the uh, tavern that you recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young human girl wearing uh, novice priest robes um, of your order, ah. of the goddess Rodane. And she sees, she looks around the, the tavern really quickly, and uh, she locks eyes with you, and then immediately, like, kind of, like, kind of short of breath a little bit, like, it's clear that she's been moving pretty quick, uh, comes up to you um, and with urgency. And she says, um, Donatello, uh, uh, J- High Justice Turin requests your presence immediately on a matter of great importance to the church. She says it's urgent. I stand up so fast the chair shoots out <laughs> from behind me. The stool, like, flies 20 <laughs> feet back to the other side of the bar. And to, yeah. lead, lead the way. <clears throat> All right, follow goodbye, me. sweet gnome friend. But goodbye, wrecking crew. <laughs> ah, there's like a sigh of, of disappointment as, you know, they were hoping to take some of your you money. You'll take my money some other day. <laughs> 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 
Cool. Goodbye, bar. <laughs> Everyone gives you a hey! one of those, uh, and you. She leads the way, and you follow her out. Um, great. So you leave the tavern, and we go to Crobin, Dornapple. You have just finished with your most recent client, uh, an elderly man, but elderly man by the name of Anders Aglosia, in the city of Roe. It is early morning, and you wave a casual greeting to one of the guards on your way back from the lake where you met with Anders. Uh, you finished your work several days ahead of schedule, so you now have the rest of the day free. And you find yourself sitting on the ledge of the. You you walk into town. Uh, and you. You know, you're just kind of enjoying the day. It's early morning. Uh, you find yourself sitting on the ledge of the Trogdon Fountain in the Market Square, and you watch as street vendors begin to open their carts and lay out their wares for the peddling, uh, the city kind of groggily stirring awake. You sit for a while in quiet contemplation as you measure your options for the day. Uh, you could go home and rest as you were up for a majority of the night. Uh, you could remain here in the market square with your drawing papers, spending some time sketching the locals and uh, the pigeons who call the square home. Or you could head to The Roost, a quiet tavern that you frequent to grab some breakfast and catch up with a manager who you've recently come to call a friend. Uh, what do you do? Uh, there's no question here. I, uh, I'm a creature of habit. I go to the tavern mm. to have my lunch. All right. Great. Uh, yeah, you know the tavern is a little ways across town, so you... Start to make your way there. And you wander through town. You know, people are still kind of waking up. Uh, you pass a few children that happen to be awake, uh, kind of dragging their still very tired parents through the streets. They're clearly very excited to get to the market square for something. Uh, and you get to the front of the roost, um, which has a old wooden sign hanging out in front of a, a, a green rooster. Um, kind of in a in a in a bed, uh, a bed of hay, basically a little a little you know little roost, um, and you enter into it, and you know it's it's still pretty early in the morning. The place is usually the place is pretty much just opened at this point, and it is empty except for uh, old Diggory, a regular who's come to sleep at his stool every night at the, uh, the roost. He's he's pretty much asleep there in the same spot every time you come in for breakfast, and uh, behind the bar is uh, the man I spoke of earlier, who you recently came to call a friend, barkeep slash owner, Gil Pomeroy. And Gil uh, looks up after setting up some, uh, after setting up some glasses, and he goes, uh, oh, well, hey there. Crobin, come on in, make yourself comfy. Gil, Knight, nice to see you today. Of course. It's uh, it's great to see you too, Crobin, as usual. Uh, um, can I please have my um, uh, my lunch, please? Oh yes, of course. I mean, it's a little early, but uh, I could prepare your usual. I had a long, I had a long day yesterday, so um, I think I, 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 I take it a little early, please. All right, if it, if it please you, absolutely. So he uh, makes his way into the back. This guy sounds like uh, Jimmy Stewart. He does sound a little like Jimmy Stewart, yeah. Hey, Noah, I'm always amazed by the fucking character choices you bring. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> um, so he comes back with your usual meal. 
Uh, and I believe you said it was a soft-boiled mm, egg. Mm, soft-boiled egg, my favorite. Uh, oh, only go. breakfast for me and and uh, ooh, the the bread you have here is great. You're you're all right there, Crowman. I'm fine. Just a little on itch. <laughs> your, your hair's a little must. You, you you must have been working too hard again. <laughs> long long uh, long days give a long life. <laughs> my me grandfather used to say that. My my, my mom said that too. So <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Here you go. And he sets it down at the uh, stool that you've made your uh, regular spot, as regular as old Diggory has made his corner spot. Uh, and he sets it down there. Thanks. And uh, he goes back to setting up glasses, and he kind of talks to you over his shoulder. He goes, uh, so, uh, how much longer do we have the pleasure of having you in town? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Depends on uh, if you think so. Um, I'm going to be, uh, maybe, um, you know, got to wait for the, la, 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 from the, la, the letter from the boss. So, no, no, not, I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Always, always waiting on orders from the boss. You know, I have to be a, a good, good, uh, <laughs> good employee if I want to get those, those benefits. So it's very important to, you know, it's a t- t- tough times for a lot of people. So, I, you know, we got to do, do a good job. Well, don't I know it? Tough times for us all, indeed. Have you ever, uh, uh, do you have a, uh, do you have insurance on this place, the the roost? The roost? <laughs> no, come to think of it. And, uh, you know, and he starts like scratching his, he has a, kind of this like, like you know, I don't know if I've uh, told you, but, uh, I never thought about it actually. I, and I, I don't know why I haven't brought it up. I actually have to, uh, I'm in the, um, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, well, I'm, a, I'm in the, uh, no. field. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I thought as much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking insurance salesman. <laughs> how much do you think this would, uh, this would cost to insure a place? I don't know. Oh, I don't a know. meager little tavern like this. Uh, oh, that's uh, that's not my, not really my, my area to to, to 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 say. I'm not I'm not as a salesman. I'm just as a, as a friend. It's a a good a good investment to have in. in uh, yeah, insurance, good thing, good huh. thing, insurance. Okay. Um, I I'm more of a numbers guy, not a money guy, but a numbers and a statistics kind of uh, guy. Got it. So when I get the numbers, I'll. I'll talk to you. Then. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, put you in contact with some someone who can ha- help, and then you know I want you to have a good, a good, uh, you know, a good. Uh, make sure you get a good deal. <laughs> Thanks, Crobin. And he turns around. And he's like, "You're a good guy. I don't <laughs> care what old, <laughs> what old, uh, what old Diggory says." And he kind of looks over and he's like, "Isn't that right, old Diggory?" And the guy does not move a bit. <laughs> the guy is completely passed out. And he goes. Uh, that guy's impossible to wake up. I can never get him out of here. Crobin mm-hmm. uh, doesn't say anything. He just like looks concerned about mm-hmm. Diggory. And then, and then Gil, Gil's kind of staring at him too. And you both just kind of stare at him for like a solid five seconds in silence. And then Gil goes, I'm sure he's fine. Oh, where's my mind? I almost forgot. I uh, Someone came by with a with a note. For you, for the next time you came in. Oh my 
Oh, I almost I, forgot. I, 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 probably, uh, yeah, I was expecting a note. Oh, well, for, there... uh, for, for um, you know, uh, uh, assignment. Hmm. Assignment. Yeah, the next assignment. You're a hardworking guy. Let me get this for you. So yeah, he kind of goes down uh, under the bar and uh, pulls out this note. It's kind of folded neatly, top to bottom, and he slides it across the bar to you. And he goes, uh, oh, and it's, oh, actually, it has like a little, it has like a tiny little, uh, like, seal on it, like a little black kind of wax seal. Um, and he goes, um, oh, if you don't mind, I got to start setting up this uh, new shipment here we got. Uh, so I'll be going about my business if you don't mind. Is it the um, Kingdom-Wide Mutual Insurance Company seal? Yes, it is. Okay, great. Uh, th- 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 yeah, th- uh, uh-huh. it, th- thanks, thanks, thank you. All right. And it says on the, it says over the wax seal and like neat um, calligraphy, uh, Kingdom-Wide is on your side. How did you know that was the motto? <laughs> I could just tell. How did you know? That's crazy. I have it written down. You have that written down, really? Literally right here. I mean, great minds. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> This podcast is uh, sponsored by Kingdom-wide <laughs> insurance. Kingdom-wide insurance. Kingdom-wide is on your side. Well, no, you got to cut that. We're going to get sued if you... Or sponsored. Sponsored. Yeah, all right. This, we'll yeah. see. Uh, uh, I open the uh, letter right away. I open the letter and I look inside and want to know what it says. Great. Uh, yeah, it says, Crobin, I thought you would want to know. Mayor Tammany Gale has died. I'm sorry. Dash B. Oh, wow. What is it? I thought it was a joke. Sorry. <laughs> Why would you that? That is pretty funny. Why would you think that's a joke? That's it? Like, all right, dude. Like, Christ. <laughs> um, I, I mean, Crobin just, um, he like reads the note a few times, mm-hmm. the sentence, and the rest of the note is just blank paper. Yep. And he's It's very it's it's almost um I mean it's very concise. Yeah. It's a very small amount of writing for the size of So Crobin just reads it and um then puts it down and then picks it up, like reading it again, like it might say something else this time. Mm-hmm. Um It does not. And he just reads it again and again and just stares at it. And that song Mad World starts to play in his head. <laughs> Which we cool. can't play here for copyright reasons. We can play nine seconds. We got Mad World. Wait, just replace world with kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. I think there's uh, a line in there that's like a large new kingdom. And then he or just something. folds the paper up and um, like slides it into the nearest trash bin. Mm-hmm. And starts eating his soft-boiled egg, cracking the lid, flipping the top off. Mm-hmm. Picks up the sp- or uses a spoon to like get that little white out of the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he rips off a crust of bread mm-hmm. and just starts <laughs> dipping it in the yolk and eating the bread and just like <laughs> staring straight ahead the whole time. Yeah, for sure. About five or ten minutes go by, and you finish. Sad world. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that was sad. (laughs) Yeah, it's a dark character. And Uh, Gil Pomeroy comes up and uh, clears the little, um, the little egg dish, and the the little plate that your toast was on. 
and he he looks he gives you like an, an a he kind of he actually doesn't give you so much of an appraising glance. He kind of just takes it and takes it into the back real fast. And then he comes out and he goes, "Hmm, you're still here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, leave with without a paying. So, oh God, right. I do need insurance. I'm uh, not. I'm not gonna wear my heads at today. You, you know, no, no. Uh, maybe I, I should just uh, s- 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 settle up my tab. That was a. Uh, that was a new assignment, so I have to probably go. Oh, oh, that's too bad, but. I understand. It must be tough to be on the road all the time. Let's see. How long have you been in town? Two, three days you've been coming in here? Okay, yeah, that'll be, um, just 15 copper. You, you, uh, you, you've been, uh, uh, and I just slide him, uh, two silver. Keep it. Oh, that's, that's mighty kind of you, Crobin. You're always welcome back here. <laughs> and uh, I just like walk away from the table and go up to my room to get my things. And uh, mm-hmm. I leave the inn and wave to uh, Gil. And yeah, he gives you a big a wave back. Kind of like shuffle out the door. <laughs> uh, as Almost immediately as you ter- turn away from Gil and start to head uh, out into the, the town... Um, a you're hit in the face with a piece of parchment that kind of <laughs> the wind kind of picks it up and flaps it right into your face uh, and you reach up and you pull it away from your face and it's a it's a flyer <laughs> that's my reaction those are the noises of me reacting to the paper mm. <laughs> that's a great reaction um, and the notice uh, says in you see one word in huge letters that sticks out from the page, uh, and it's the word answers. And as you look to read the smaller print on the page, uh, it says, looking for answers in huge letters. The great oracle is looking for those strong of body, stout of heart, keen of mind, and generally experienced with risk to provide his personage with personal protection for one night. Upon completion of the task described, one question and one question only may be asked of him, with the answer to be divined and provided as payment for services rendered. The oracle sees every truth, what is yet to befall. The oracle knows what is in store for us all. To apply, submit application by showing up to 42 Stables Street in the city of Misty Mar. Must provide own weapons and armor. Uh, 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 then I the Crobin uh, just takes the flyer mm-hmm. and folds it up mm-hmm. and slides it into his backpack mm-hmm. and starts walking over to Misty Moor. Okay, yeah, you start heading over to the um, the local stables in this town. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a horse for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're probably going to catch a carriage. That you know that would be the quickest way. Um, is to not travel by yourself, but there are usually traveling carriages that go in between uh, the towns and such. Uh, and the carriages are usually good, safe, fast way to travel. Cool. Uh, uh, and that's usually how you get around too. Uh, I'm experienced with risk, so it sounds like it sounds like it suits me. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. so I hop in a carriage. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, you make Let's your go way see over. The Oracle. Yeah. 
All right. Rondra, you are deep, deeply ingrained in this new project of yours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it sounds like that, but with a quill on parchment. <laughs> yeah. And you are working on schematics uh, for this latest device of yours um, that you think is really going to be something special. It's uh, You haven't really told uh, anybody about it yet because you're still kind of like prototyping it um, and you want to make sure it's like perfect. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a little something you're working on. You're, and you're deeply in, engrossed in this. Um, when uh, you are brought out of this this revelry um, because you hear you hear the the voice of this um, this friend of yours that you know very much to be named this name. Do you remember her name? I'm trying to pull it up right now, and I like I'm like oh shit yeah, oh shit. You couldn't pull it up before the podcast. No, apparently not. Uh, I believe it's okay. So it's a crazy name. A year. A e j y r e. Yeah. A year. Uh, yes, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Great. <laughs> that's how it's pronounced now. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, you hear uh, trailing kind of down the hallway of this uh, this kind of cavernous um, cloister that you inhabit. Uh, you hear it kind of echoing in the distance and and coming closer. Um, you hear a year's voice as she is um, speaking to somebody and you are drawn from it and she gets closer and closer Mm -hmm. and eventually she is uh, right outside your workshop that you've been given and it's her and it is a another uh, gnomish priest of your cloister basically Uh, a woman with um, kind of a gnomish woman with much, much older, um, with long, super straight, white, stark white hair, uh, with big, big glasses. Uh, and she has a, a, and a big glasses and a big nose to, for the glasses to sit on. And she comes in and she goes, and they both, as they enter the room, kind of just, they see that you are like ready busy to expect them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or, or, yeah, or yeah. if you're, I would still be busy. You go back to work. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You just track them and, and they come into the room and you hear uh, a year say, um, the last thing you hear her say is she comes in and she goes, I just don't know if, I don't, I just don't think he'll want to. And then you hear the priestess go, um, well, we have to ask the questions to find the answers, don't we? And then a year goes, ah, yes. He's probably he probably not even listening. He probably can't even hear us right now. We should we should probably right yes. Rondry, Rondry, my boy. Yes. Uh, put down the scroll for a moment. Uh, okay. If you would. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hi, hi there. Uh, so, um, I've been meaning to speak with you. Then speak with me. Okay, <laughs> great. You're so to the point. Is your character a teen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, pretty young. <laughs> so, um, 
Well, it's hard to put this. Uh, gosh, it's it's hard to say. And then a year jumps in uh, a little brazenly and says, they want to send you away. Uh, away to where? They want to send you. They want to send you to the mainland. <laughs> to a city called Misty Mar. Uh, and do what? They, I don't know. But more they thing. won't tell me. They just want to send you away. And she goes, and then the old um, priestess goes, A year, you've already overstepped your bounds, my dear. You should step away. And then a year kind of huffs a bit. But then she goes, Rondri, just don't let them... And then she, and then uh, the priestess kind of puts her fingers to her lips, and she's like, "Dear, I said, time to go." And then she uh, huffs, and then she gives you kind of like a one last look as she uh, leaves the room. And then the priestess kind of shuts the door behind her, and she comes in, and she takes, she like kind of has to wade through some of the projects you've got going in your yeah. workshop. Um, but she kind of finds a little, it's like, it's like one of these old, uh, it's just some old motorized contraption you've got. She doesn't even know what it is, but she, it makes a chair for, so she kind of, uh, pulls sits it in it. and yeah, sits yeah. on it and looks at you and she goes, um, Rondri, uh, so what a year has said is true. Um, we do not want to send you to the mainland where going to send you to the mainland. Uh, what about my work here? Well, that will have to be put on suspension um, for a while, and you'll be sent to the mainland to do um, other work. What kind of work? Field work. Uh, what? Yes, um... Like, what, uh... The situation has changed, uh... With your mentor, Q. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> ah, yes, there it is. <laughs> um, yes, there's more. The response, I guess I, yes, um, yes, uh, we, I know it has been a while since you've left here, so, um, you're going to be, um, given a partner. Okay. Uh, and you're going to be sent to Misty Mar, and, um, you're going to, um, be briefed further there. Uh, can I finish up one thing before I have to go? Well, you have until, um, you have, you have until the end of the day, yes. But oh. then you ship out the first thing in the morning. I promise this will help a lot in the field. I believe you. Uh, you can continue working on it in the field. Okay. Just make sure you take your tools with you. Okay, yeah, 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 my tools. And then yeah. I start to just, like, scramble everywhere and, like, dump all these, like, tools that are all over the place, like, carelessly into, like, a bag. Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> just don't over, you know, don't over-encumber yourself. <laughs> oh, right. And then I just keep putting more tools in the bag. <laughs> I know it's been a while since you've been onto the mainland amongst, you know, other people, but um, I think it'll be good for you to get out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, 
The portal will be waiting for you in the morning. Report okay. to my office, and uh, we'll see you then. Okay. Uh, th- thank you. You're welcome. Good day. And then she turns around, or she stands up, and walks out of the room and leaves. Uh, and as you gear up and pack up all your stuff throughout the day to um, head off, uh, you're going to pack something that uh, means a lot to you, something you've held on to for quite some time. And you're going to roll a d100. Yeah. <laughs> 56. 56. Fantastic. Um, it's an old key. You've been holding on to for quite some time. Can I write down ye old key in my inventory or? Only if you spell it with an E at the end of old. Great. Perfect. Does key need an E? In the middle. Oh, not at the end. Yeah, just in the middle. Fantastic. Galavin. Yes. You awake to the sun piercing your eyes (sighs) through a window. Uh, that was not closed properly. Uh, and it, it's a very rude awakening. Uh, and you are still a little inebriated from the night before. And you, as you groggily open your eyes, uh, you look around and you realize that you don't recognize this bedroom. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Do I see any women? Uh, yeah, there is, as you, you see the shape of a body in, uh, the bed next to you. Or, sorry, the bed that you are in. Um, does she look pretty? Yeah. Or is it a guy? As as you pull, as you pull back the sheets, um, you discover that it is a lady. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, she is quite pretty. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. she has, um, kind of short brown hair and, uh, freckles. And it is at about this moment, uh, you can hear uh, rooster crowing off at the distance, and she kind of gives a you know a little sleepy kind of shrug and stretch. Mm. She doesn't wake, um, but she kind of. That, that is my cue. I'm gonna grab my clothing silently. Mm-hmm. Classic. Oh God! Oh God! I failed on the stealth check with the natural one. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Great. Uh, If you want me to try to roll stealth, I did not do it. That's all right. Uh, You failed spectacularly. Nobody even (laughs) asked you to roll the stealth check. I know. You volunteered volunteered (laughs) a natural one. Oh, man. So you reach down to grab your clothes and you slip on your shirt, you get your doublet on perfectly fine. Uh, you are, you put your shoes on and before you put your, your, your kind of your, um, what are old pants called? <laughs> pantaloons. Pantaloons. Sure. Yeah. Your trousers, pantaloons. Leggings. trousers, leggings. leggings. Oh, let's say leggings. Middle fabric dress. Yeah. you you put on your, your dress. Kilt? It's a dress with fabric in the middle. I have a robe. Oh yeah, I have a robe. That's right. You so you're you're pulling on your robe, and you were pulling on the leggings that you wear underneath your robe because sometimes right. it gets cold outside. Yeah. And as you are pulling it, uh, pulling them on, they're very tight. They're very tight, and so you're you got one leg in, and you're trying to get the other leg in, and you're doing the one leg hopping thing, mm-hmm. and you <laughs> are still so hungover from it that you're hopping and you're hopping and hopping, and that window that was left open, you just oh topple right God. out the window, and it turns out you're on the second floor. So you land on the roof, and you. 
do you roll down the length of the roof <laughs> and you <laughs> fall off the second story roof uh, and you land in a uh, pool of water. <laughs> and a horse starts to lick your face. <laughs> uh, uh, hello, friend. I'm going to gather myself and try to get back up there and get my stuff. For sure. You you gather yourself and you start to get up and uh, emerging from the house uh, is a, a uppity looking man uh, dressed in the garb of a, a noble. Um, and you can see now that now that you're outside the house that mm. it is not some random villager or random peasant's house. It is a, a, a noble's house. Uh, and as he come outside, he's kind of still wearing his, like his, he's got like a night robe on and one of those long old sleepy hats. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of comes out at the noise of the splashing and he comes out and he's got a, uh, he's got a, a club in his hand or it's more like a, it's more like a, not a baton. Yeah, actually kind of, yeah, more like a baton. Baton is the right word. So he kind of comes out and brandishing it and looking around wide eyed. He looks around and goes, huh, what, who are you? My Lord. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Galavin Aurelis. I am in town. Why are your <laughs> pants half on, son? Oh. Wait, wait a minute. And then you see him look to the window, look down to you, look to your pants, look back up to the window, and he goes, Wait, what were you, were you? I sleepwalk and... It seems I have slept walked here, but I'm sorry, I I do not know where this is, so I'm just getting my bearings. He he kind of walks up to you and he narrows his eyes at you and he and he pulls his rod out <laughs> uh, and he uh, <laughs> not like that. Uh, he, he kind of he kind of holds it up in your face a little bit and threateningly, and he goes, "Um, were you?" Messing around with my Mava. Um, and he looks you hard in the in the face. I do not know a woman named Neva. Mava. Neva. Mava. 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 Um, I cannot say that I do. Was. Because honestly, I was sleepwalking and I do not remember. Cool. Uh, roll me a deception check. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it was almost a 20, but it's a, uh, 11. Hmm. 11. Okay. Uh, so he... Wait, can I use favored by the gods on that? Of course you can. <laughs> That's a 14. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, he looks at you in the eyes and he goes... And you see his eyes drift over, uh, to your ears. His eyes kind of widen a little bit. And he goes, hmm, half elf, are you? I have some of the blood in me, yes. Hmm. What did you say your last name was again? Augustus. Hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, 21. 21, okay. Oh. Never mind, I thought you were someone else. Hmm. Well, put your pants on and get away from my home. Right away, sir. I'm very sorry. By the way, you have a lovely home. This is... The architecture is... <laughs> this is... I have not seen... You obviously care much about it, and you take good care of it. 
He's just kind of so, nodding, like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It is the and, plants, the flowers. I've not seen that flower yet. So my, my, my compliments to you. You must be a man of great, great stature and wealth. And to be afford, you must have people to make these flowers and all of this house so nice. So, Of course I do. I'm a lord. Oh, it is my honor then. I'm very happy to meet you. Yes, yes. Well, I've got other things. And as you're like pointing this stuff out, uh, you see from the top window, um, uh, Mava mm-hmm. uh, pops her head out the window, and she's kind of got her sheet over her chest, and she goes, "Gallivan, Gallivan, where are you going?" No, no, Gallivan. I thought, <laughs> what? And he looks to you, and he looks to her, and she looks, and everybody looks at each other. For Throw her. my stuff out the window, and I'll start <laughs> start running around. <laughs> Great. So this noble starts chasing you around the house. Whoa! And he starts running around, and his wife even comes out at some point. Okay. And she's like trying to hold him back, and she's like, Stop! 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 And then, then you just keep running. And then when, by the time you come around to the front again, yeah. uh, you find that your shoes are laying out in front. Uh-huh. Uh, and that is basically the last of your stuff. Okay. You kind of have everything else. Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I'll grab it and start, start heading Yeah, yeah. Out and and actually, whole... sorry, your pack is there too. Oh, with I'll your start stuff. Put, putting on you know, the pants as I you mm-hmm. know, get out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 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 mm. Yeah. You grab your stuff. Keep going. Get out of there. For sure. He he gives you like a little knock on on the side of your like your left shin with the rod. But his between like your speed and his lack of speed and his wife kind of like trying to get him to calm down. Yeah. uh, You yeah, it doesn't hurt or anything. You are very strong. Get out of here. Thank you. Get out of here. (laughs) Never come back. Okay. She's like, come back. Neva from the Neva from the window is like, come back, Calvin. I might. Bye. <laughs> cool. And uh, yeah, you're not far from town. You're just a little separated from the main uh, chunk okay. of, of town that you are in. Great. Uh, so you make your way uh, downtown, walking fast and you're homebound. You were just waiting to jump on that. I no, know, dude, you said it and it just popped in my I'm brain. I'm going to say making your way downtown. I know. And I always follow it up with. <laughs> and that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so... So I've got my scepter, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You have your, your stuff. You managed to just pick it up all in one fell swoop. Um, cool. So you... Uh, da, 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 da. You make your way into town. Downtown, <laughs> walking fast, moving fast in your home. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, you head into the city of Deluvia. Mm-hmm. And uh, you... Kind of just wander the streets. You kind of start heading uh, to one of your favorite taverns. Hmm. Uh, the Spoiled Pig. <laughs> you start heading there, yeah. <laughs> he just goes, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> it's like 90% of your dialogue is just your own. It's on his own. Some weirdo fucking half-elf. <laughs> and uh, mm. you realize that it's probably about time for you to... Uh, You'd head out of town. You've spent enough time here. You're getting a little bored with this place. All right. So. And you're starting to leave town. And you've woken up in kind of a, besides the obvious events of the morning, which actually weren't completely uncommon to you. This is, that didn't spoil your mood. You just kind of woke up in a bit of a funk. Mm-hmm. You're kind of uh, a little bit of like an existential, like, oh man, what do I, like, what am I, what am I doing? You know, kind yeah. of, kind of mood. So you, yeah. So you head to the tavern, and there is actually a sign out front. 
saying that they are closed for the day due to giant rat infest infestations. Uh. And uh, there is another sign that looks like it's been posted up. Um, it was you actually had to like peel this first notice on top uh, because it looked like it was posted up over it, and it was like, what the fuck? It didn't look official. Um, but as you let the first sign that was kind of posted up on top drop, it looks like a flyer. And one big word jumps out at you from the flyer, and it says, answers. And as you read it closer, it says the same thing I said before. <laughs> looking for answers, the great oracle in need of <laughs> okay. people to protect him for one Misty night. Misty Mar, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, 42 Stable Street, Misty Mar. You know, it's a, um, it's not a very long uh, carriage ride. It's a couple days, maybe. Lumund, you work in mysterious ways. If this is charlatan, is the one that takes me the direction I go, that's the direction I go. So I, I'll find the carriage to Misty Mar. Yeah, you head to the stables and uh, you hop on uh, a carriage heading towards Misty Mar. Absolutely. And as you get... I'll play my fiddle. For any of the passengers, if they're amenable to some entertainment on the way. For sure. Uh, and as you make, look in your pack and just make sure you got everything mm-hmm. from uh, Mava's room, uh, you make sure you have this one thing that you've been holding on to for a long time. Uh, this this little thing that you've been holding on to. Well, yeah, D100. <laughs> uh, 52. 52. Two toy soldiers, one with a missing head. Um, so... You make sure you have that, and you make your way there. And as you um, you get in the carriage, and uh, you're traveling for about half a day, maybe a maybe a day, uh, and you get to the next city of Roe, where they pick up passengers that are heading towards Misty Mar, and uh, a a gentleman sits down in the uh, two two people enter the carriage with you. You've been on your own. There actually wasn't had anybody else from that other city heading towards. Uh, Misty Mar. I love but, uh, that when you got a, like a lift share oh, yeah. and you're the only one in there. Oh, oh yeah. God, this worked out so nice. That was great. I'm sure it was, uh, yeah, you stretched out. It was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so a, an middle-aged um, uh, halfling lady, actually, mm-hmm. uh, with kind of long, scraggly uh, brown hair and kind of an unpleasant look and a, a large kind of purse bag um, clutched in her hands kind of gets in, mm-hmm. uh, followed by a Defeated-looking human man in his 40s. Very unremarkable-looking, uh, kind of skinny, but also doughy at the same time, with, like, a, you know, dad bod. He's got squared-shaped glasses uh, <laughs> that were the fashion about 10 or 12 years ago. Male pattern baldness. Uh, suspenders in a belt, a little jowly, kind of wearing, you know, very and very unremarkable character. Hops on the carriage <laughs> with you. And uh, Crobin, as you hop on the carriage <laughs> going from Roe to Misty Mar, uh, you see a gentleman who is uh, <laughs> like as opposite from you as could be. <laughs> He's very polished and refine, uh, refined with like a blue tinned mahogany skin. Uh, he has mercurial eyes that are like midnight blue. Uh, he's wearing these long uh, robes. Uh, that are, it's like a waxed cotton traveling robe that's midnight blue, stitched with electric blue and silver trim. Uh, he looks, yeah, he, he looks like he's traveling in style. You have blue skin? No, my eyes are blue sometimes. Oh, sorry, I have... Uh, blue tin skin, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. it's a light. A, yeah, yeah. there's like a blue... Yeah, blue uh, so Crobin... Oh, sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, and Crobin's a human. And as Crobin gets in the carriage, he sees this figure and just kind of like, uh, just kind of like averts his eyes down and uh, like to his feet and kind of shuffles in and uh, sits over to one side and tries not to take up space. My lady, sir, uh? good to travel with you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> May I say that looks like a very useful bag. It's very large, has much space for very many things. Mm. And she gives you this big smile that kind of wrinkles up her entire face. I know she sounded like a Muppet right there. And she basically is in my mind. Uh, yeah, she, she gives like this big, this big, like overly big, overly like sickeningly sweet smile. And she's like, thank you. And in Halfling, I'll say, You're, what are you, like 19? Ooh, her eyes get real wide. And she goes, mm, you, you speak. And she says in halfling back to you, you speak my language. Fine 19, <laughs> you a, flatterer. A finer language there couldn't be. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, get out of here. This fucking guy. Uh, I but have, keep going. Un- unfortunately, I have to stay because we're oh. in the carriage together now. Oh, you charmer. And, and you, 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 yeah, you better stay on that side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just might. Um, There's another person in this carriage. Yes, hello. And you, oh, Crobin is like beat red right now. He's, oh, they're speaking in half length. Oh, sorry. Then he's not. Um, go ahead. Uh, I mean, unless you speak half length. No. Okay. And you, sir, you are so mysterious. I, want to know more about you because me yes sir sorry no need to be sorry it is a pleasure to share in your thought process you must be a very profound person i just get nervous when um when i'm meeting new people so oh perhaps some music may relax you um, go ahead. I thought it might be nice while we're traveling. I play a little fiddle. Would you mm-hmm. like to hear? Mm, yeah, sure. Okay. Make him it's away downtown. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so, so bumpy in the carriage. I think I have sure hands, I think. We'll see how sure they are. Should make a roll at disadvantage. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't. Hey, what are you playing? Yeah. Uh, my elven fiddle. Great. So he pulls out a fine elven fiddle, and uh, he, you know, it's it's not it's not bad. It's no. just it's a very simple song. It's like it's like traveling simple traveling music. It's almost like um, it's not as simple as old MacDonald, but it's a very simple fun melody. Uh, that is kind of a nice, traveling tune. Yeah, it's a nice traveling tune. It, it's very repetitive. I'm nice. <laughs> something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, um, and you all kind of relax into that traveling Lovely tune. My 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 name is Crobin Doornapple. Napple. Crobin Doornapple. Oh, pleasure to meet you, Mister Doornapple. I am Gallivan. Gallivan. Yes. Nice meeting you. And you? How? Me? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was lost Lost in the music. Oh, (laughs) you you found me. Not my best performance, but, you know. 
Toira. Toira Henspec. Toira. And she holds her hand out. I will um, kiss it. Oh, yeah. She she puts one hand to her cheek. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of gives, gives like a, oh, you, kind of flap of the hand. And uh, you all kind of settle into the carriage and uh, you continue playing your music. And the clip-clop of the horses and the music take us out and we dissolve to uh, Donatella Whiskers. As you enter into the church of the Queen of the White Rose, you enter into the back offices of High Priest, excuse me, High Justice Turin. And she's sitting at her desk calmly expecting, uh, expectantly. Sorry, who is this? This is your High Priestess. Okay. uh, Or the High Priestess of this city. You come in, and uh, as you enter, she goes, um, Ah, Donatello, please, have a seat. Sorry, and this is, this, is is a, her, this is a gnome. This is a female gnome. What is gnome. her title? Uh, High Justice. Got it. Yeah. Thank you, High Justice. I heard there was urgent business that I would needed to attend to. Yeah, you can tell already. She has a very solemn kind of uh, more grave look on her face than usual. She's a pretty stoic lady. She's pretty nonplussed. Uh, but she, you can tell she has a little air of, of worry attached to her face. Is there another ogre I need to kill? <laughs> and she, she rides that one story. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that time I met Shania Twain. <laughs> she made eye contact with me, I swear. Um, yeah, so we see, she, uh, she kind of gives you a, a tiny smile and uh, gestures to the seat again. I sit. Okay. Uh, yeah, she, she, you sit down and she goes, I'm... Everything all right, love? I'll cut right to the point. Um, something has happened to uh, Justice Wolfgang Fairheart, who is your mentor. Right. Uh, he, well, I'm not at liberty to say right now exactly what happened, as I wouldn't want to speak inaccurately, but you're going to be t- put to the test, boy. And, uh, well, first of all, as of right now, at long last, you are officially a justice of the Queen of the White Rose. Hold on. I'm confused. What happened to Wolfgang? I am not at liberty to say, but you will be briefed once you arrive in Misty Mark. Is he alive? With your new partner. A new partner? Look, I don't need a new... First, I don't need a new partner. You've I never work- had a partner, exactly. Donatello, and My point I think exactly. it could do you some good. No, I, I don't... I, I work alone. Don't need anyone. Also, is Wolfgang alive? We don't know. And I've been promoted. Yes, um, hopefully temporarily. Um, But if you prove yourself, uh, and hopefully, let's, I will just say, if you prove yourself, um, we shall see. But it is an important matter, and you are set to... Leave for Misty Mar in the morning. So pack your things. Don't let us down. I will never let you down, High Priestess. And may I say, thank you. I will find Wolfgang, whether he is alive or dead, and bring him back here. Yes, well... Body and all. Okay, well, hopefully alive. (laughs) Um, yes, um... And then you start to head out. She goes, oh, by the way, um, you're going to be partnered with uh, Justice Fairheart's um, partner's apprentice. Oh, the little weird one. 
Yes, um, you should learn his name. Uh, we'll provide you with the appropriate information to read. I was just calling him LWO. Right, you shouldn't call him that. None of those are his initials. Um, mm. <laughs> so one of them is. <laughs> that's true. You have one of the three correct. Um, his name is Rondry Wilner Swimfins. Um, you'll Rondry be briefed further. Fun. Mm. Yes, you'll be briefed further. Um, but very good, High Priestess. Yes, uh, pack your things. You leave first thing in the morning. I will not fail you. In fact, I will do the opposite. I will succeed you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she kind of looks from left to right, and she's like, uh, yes. yes, Justice Whiskers. In Goddess Rodane's name. Yes, do it. Do it for the queen. Do it for peace and justice. For the queen and for peace and for justice and for glory. Okay, goodbye. Oh, okay, excellent. Great, so you head off. Ha-ha! <laughs> and you pack your things, and uh, with your things, you pack something you've been holding on to for a long time. Uh-oh. What's that going to be? Wait, didn't I already roll for this, but it was the other thing? That's right. You don't need to. You're good. Okay, cool. So uh, you, Whiskers, carrying on with you, uh, arrive outside. You have made it to Misty Mar. And you arrive outside, uh, speaking with some locals who happily guide you to the uh, uh, the church of Rodane, goddess of peace and justice's church uh, in this city. Uh, and you arrive outside the church. It's this big, beautiful uh, kind of ivory church. Uh, and you get there, and the doors are closed, but there's somebody kind of outside waiting, uh, kind of just staring up at the door. Man or woman? Uh, it is a man, a young gnomish man, um, and he kind of looks a little bit like uh, Dan Aykroyd <laughs> at, at the age of maybe like 16, 17. Uh, he's about 3'5". Uh, he's got brown hair, blue eyes, a little shaggy, his hair. Um, he's wearing like a very kind of a very professional kind of medieval garb, a, a, a blue buttoned-up doublet all the way, uh, kind of like khaki tan pants, uh, like double, you know, trousers, um, and he's got a big, a big like heavy pack on his shoulders with like little weird metal doodads and boobobs. He's got like those glass like tubes with like arcane energy yeah. and like maybe a Jacob's Laddery looking thing on it. For sure. And it, his pack just has these like things sticking out of them and a little arc, you know, arc of lightning kind of between two of them. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And uh, he, he's kind of standing there and he, he sticks out a little bit and he's just kind of staring up at the uh, at the door, at this sign on the door. Hello, old boy. I'm supposed to meet someone here. His name of... L-W-O, I think. L-W-O. I don't know an L-W-O. Well, uh, if you see him, let him know. <laughs> okay. You would probably both know from your briefing that... Uh, oh, sorry, I forgot to describe um, our boy uh, Whiskers to you. So... <laughs> I'm a cat. It's, it's So you see before you this this... Large uh, tabaxi, this feline fellow, uh, wearing black armor, chain armor, plate armor? Uh, chain. Chain, black chain armor, uh, very ornately decorated with white roses. Um, and he, uh, it looks like pretty expensive good armor. And he has this like long, like, like big lavish lion's mane, uh, this very regal, imposing figure who looks very, very athletic build. 
um, and he kind of walks up to you, and you can tell that he is a justice of the Queen of the White Rose, and that he is your newly assigned partner. Um, and you were briefed in your dossier as well that uh, you would be partnered up with your old mentor's partner's apprentice as well. Oh, I'm literally a lion, just so yeah, that's clear. Yeah, 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 he's literally and, a and lion. And I'm very sexy. Uh, I mean, I, oh, got, wait, a, yeah, I got a hot bod. You're, wait, <laughs> I think you're looking for RWS. Yes! Yes. That's uh, it. Pleased to meet you, sir. I'm Rodri Wilder Swiftens. Oh, yes, Rodri, yes. We've met before, my yeah. good man. Uh, do you, you're the ogre slayer, right? Oh, well, I <laughs> don't want to brag, but do yes, you, I did kill an ogre by myself with one single swing of the sword. Do you mind? And I pull out this, like, weird, like, sheet of paper that's, like, very, like, Windows 95, dark navy blue and teal. And uh, I, like, push a button and this, like, camera shows up and I take, like, a selfie of us and I post it to this, like, magic Instagram device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if a camera shows up, but it's like, like a, it's like an eyeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a shutter, like an eyeball that has like a, a robotic look to it. Um, but you would, you probably have heard of this. You don't use it, maybe. Well, fans have probably taken. Yeah, fans have probably taken their picture of you, their picture of themselves with you with this. Yeah. Uh, you know this to be called scroll, S C R L for short. Uh, and you know it is a an, an image sharing device. So when he eyeballs me, I'll, I'll take a, I'll put my arm around him and put some peace signs up. Great, yeah, yeah. For justice, it lets like a there's like a satisfying arcane poof. Yeah. Uh, every time a little image is taken. Well, nice to meet you, Rondri. It's uh, going to be a pleasure working with you. Just follow my lead and uh, I pat him on the shoulder. Stay in line. <laughs> Great. Sorry, no. Uh, it's okay. Uh, so what do we what do we, what do we do? I thought that's what you're here for—to tell me what to kill. Oh, they just told me to meet here. Well, I guess we'll just sit here until <laughs> something happens, and I—I'll uh, take a seat. And uh... Uh, great, yeah, no. Somebody, as, as you say this, somebody uh, opens a little trap, like a little peephole in the door uh, of the church, and pokes their head out. It's a, it's a, it's a very, um, short man and he kind of pokes his head out and he goes, Oh, Hey, Hey guys. Oh, you're the guys. Come on in. And then he, <laughs> and then he, the little door shuts Where the guys? and you guys wait there for like five seconds. And then you, uh, it opens up and it's actually a, a pretty tall man who was like stooping down to this little tiny window. And it's just like six foot five human man. Uh, with a bald head wearing kind of high priest robes. And he goes, um, hey, uh, so, you know, come on in. In Nomish, I'll say to you, this is going to be the guy that uh, briefs us, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> sure. And that's where we'll call it. (laughs) Uh, I'll put my arm around his shoulder and continue laughing like that. Fantastic. Okay, that's uh, where we'll call it for the first episode. Yeah, as you guys enter into the church there. I knew we weren't going to meet up by the. the, We. (laughs) Too much RP. Yeah. Well, no such things. That's what I'm saying. There's never enough. Uh, But right on, guys. I never got my trinket.
I know. You'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't believe you, man. I feel like this is already a conspiracy against me. So thank you all for listening very much. Um, We are going to have a new episode every week. Please subscribe at your local podcast uh, source. However you got this, go back to that. And there should be a button that says subscribe. Press it. Uh, Rate us. Review us. It really helps for new podcasts uh, to get reviews. So we would really love and appreciate you guys. you know, any rates or reviews you send our way. Thank you all so much. Thanks to Eric DeLong for writing the music. Thank you to Noah Langer for learning how to edit all this podcast stuff. So we will uh, see you all next week. Thank you very much for tuning in. The Magic Do you like bad movies? Well, tarry no further, my friends. Starring Emma Roberts is a new podcast where seven friends write seven different parts of a script to write one movie. The twist is that the writer can only see the section before theirs. This makes for an unforgettable movie experience. Our three-part Christmas special is out December 14th, wherever you listen to podcasts, with more scripts to come in the next couple months. Follow us at Starring Emma Roberts on Instagram and Starring Emma Rob on Twitter for updates and more side splitters.